Taco Palenque fans, we have something special for you. Try the Casero Taco now for only $2.75 Monday through Thursday. Flavor packed with premium sirloin rice and refried beans. Only at Taco Palenque. At participating locations for limited time, not valid for delivery. Other restrictions may apply. From a highly secured network of top secret locations across North America, this is the Spurs Insider, brought to you as always by Taco Palenque. I am your host, Mike Finger. I'm joined by Express News beat writer Tom Orsborne, Express News sports editor Nick Talbot, and we're going to start this week by offering hearty congratulations for a milestone to our colleague Jeff McDonald, who more than a quarter of the way into Victor Wimbanyama's rookie season as the lead beat writer covering the San Antonio Spurs, he now has covered his first victory. How how does it feel, Jeff? Um, I'm I'm honored. Uh I you know, I, I wasn't expecting this. You know, I was is I'm I'm completely taken aback. I want to thank everyone that helped me to get to this point. Um mm-hmm. I, I did it on my own. There's no one to thank. <laughs> it's it all came. Honestly, it wasn't my fault. It wasn't my fault. Like they won four games. It's not my fault that it took them this long to win one for me. It's their fault. For the listeners out there, Jeff, it seems like years ago that early in the season was not on the trip with Tom and I to Phoenix, where Victor Wembanyama outdueled Kevin Durant twice in the desert when it was still baseball season, and uh, he had like a uh, Jeff's a proud father, a girl dad, and he had he 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 had it well he. He's a semi-proud father. He had a he had a, a family obligation the night the the Spurs vanquished the Houston Rockets at the AT at the Frost Bank Center in early this season in overtime. So here, mid December, against LeBron James, the in-season tournament champion Los Angeles Lakers, on a Friday night in mid December <laughs> at the Frost Bank Center, was Jeff McDonald's the first victory he has covered for the local cagers. And uh, he didn't see it coming. I'm not sure many of us saw it coming. Tom predicted a victory last week, but he predicted that it would come on, on that Wednesday night on the Lakers back-to-back. It came on Friday. The Spurs lost some other games this week, but we're going to start this week on a high note and uh, and talk about that breakthrough against the Lakers on Friday night. What did you guys think? Well, uh, it's it was a good night. It was a good night for your local cagers. But I, it's hard to just... Uh, talk about it in a vacuum. I, I know you want to talk. You, I know you want to start on a high note, but it's hard to talk about the game in a vacuum. In a vacuum, because they came out two nights later and lost by thirty six. Okay. So is it really a is it really a breakthrough, or was it just a one off? Could it be both a one off breakthrough? One off breakthrough. It stopped the streak. We'll we'll put it that way. And boy, was that a long streak. I was I was starting to wonder if they were ever going to win again. You know, you start to look at the schedule like, well, then who are they going to beat? honestly, we all did this. It was, uh, when do they play Detroit? Was what we were doing when we were trying to figure out when they are going to stop the streak. Um, but as often happens, you, you know, they, they break it against the team that's better than them. Uh, let's, 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 you know, put a it all in. Short-handed, a short Yeah, I was going to say, let's put it all in context. Anthony Davis didn't play. A couple other uh, Lakers starters did not play in that game. LeBron James did, and he was, he was magnificent. Um, but the Spurs played well that night, and I guess if there's anything you can take from that night, um, it's that question we've all been asking ourselves and also uh, the players and, and coach. Like, 
you know, you see these flashes of how they can play and how it looks so great. Why can't they do that more often? And if they did, they wouldn't have this these stretches where they win one out of 20. So I think that's kind of as you know, that night was fun to to watch them celebrate. We had fun kind of goof goofing around with with Keldon in the locker room and everybody was in a good mood. Um, but as you get further removed from that night, you wonder what, why why can't they have more of them? Like it shouldn't it shouldn't be one out of every 20. Your yeah, thoughts, that- Tom? Well, Devin, Devin stood out with the career-high 36 points, finally got out deep into that 30-point 30, 30 mark. And then, you know, Jeff said that uh, LeBron was magnificent, and, and yeah, at, at stretches he was, but there was a, a good five-minute stretch where Jeremy, uh, Jeremy shut him down. Uh, something Pop uh, scoffed at uh, a couple of days later. Analytics showed that uh, LeBron was 0 for 5, had a turnover during that stretch uh, that Jeremy was on him. And yeah, I, I, to, to Pop's point, yeah, no one no one shuts down the king, the all-time leading scorer, but Jeremy pestered him enough to to make a big contribution to that win. And, you know, it kind of, uh, you know, underscore that maybe relieved of those point guard duties, uh, you know, main ball handling duties, he, he can focus on what he does best. To address both of those point, excellent points made by our two Spurs beat writers um, at once here, I'm going to, I'm not sure if it works, but it reminded me of uh, my old friend, Mac Brown, who used to uh, bring up week after week, the, the other team has scholarship players too. And <laughs> and the the reason I thought of that is because Jeff is asking why this can't happen more often, as many of us have asked. And and Tom is pointing out that for five minutes Jeremy Sohan outplayed LeBron James, which is true. But but the point is like the the this is the NBA. Everybody has stretches where they can outplay LeBron James for five minutes, and where they every NBA team looks like it's capable and uh, playoff worthy for a game at a time, for ten minutes at a time. It's just the the bad teams don't do it more often. And that's sort of the blunt yeah. answer to all of this is yeah. Yeah. the reason the Spurs don't do this more often, look great at times, is because they're an NBA team and all NBA teams look great at times. And the reason they don't do it more often is because they're not a very good NBA team this year. And the, the reason Pop said that Jeremy Sohan didn't shut LeBron James down is because even the King the greatest player of his generation goes through stretches where he's going to get the short end of the stick against a younger guy. And you don't want to read too much into five minutes and you don't want to read too much into one game. But this frustration of why can't Jeremy play like that more often or why can't the Spurs play like that more often is just part of being a not-so-good team. Um, Is that the end of the podcast there? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. well, I'm not asking for them to be playoff-worthy. I'm just asking for, let's say, two wins out of every Mm two. Yeah. Yeah, I, I it's it's if you're frustrated out there in podcast land listening on your digital devices uh wondering why it can't happen two times out of 20 instead of two, one time out of 20, I totally understand. That it nights, probably should. Two nights later they're back to reality with a 36-point loss to New Orleans, but for that one brief shining moment you saw what what they can be uh or or what two players can be 
you know, going forward eventually, if they can yeah. find that consistency with Jeremy's defense and Devin's uh, scoring. I don't want to belabor the Jeremy point again because that's kind of a trope we're depending on too often no, here. But unintended. also, I don't think you should say Jeremy and point in the same yeah, sentence. No You're going to get PTSD. Yeah. But it, when we, uh, we, we've talked to Jeremy maybe like five times in 22 games. Um, mm -hmm. And we waited him out and talked to him uh, after his post game routine after that victory on Friday. And he was pleasant enough, I guess. Um, had some, uh, he was positive in, in many ways. But when asked about, like, is this going to be, is the fact that you're not playing point guard anymore, is that, does that represent any kind of closure? Is that putting your mind at ease the rest of the season? He said something along the lines of, I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> and uh, that wasn't the most, that wasn't the answer I expected. Uh, mm -hmm. And it wasn't uh, maybe the most assuring answer. Um, he did, did not. You, did you talk to Jeremy Sohan or Jason Statham? What was that accent you just did? I don't think I did an accent there. I don't. I really don't think I did. Um, you sound like one. Yeah. But uh, he did. He said he didn't know how to answer that. The kind of Mary moved Poppins. On, so. Were you interviewing Mary Poppins? Uh, you know, spoonful of sugar. Blah blah blah. Oh, that's that should that's our podcast mantra. <laughs> yes. There yes. you go. <laughs> Especially in a season like this, we need a that, that Friday night sugar, victory was a spoonful of sugar that makes the medicine of the other sixty nine games go down. But but so, uh, I, I'm sorry that I interrupted you because I think it would be fun, to, not fun, but uh, good to talk about Jeremy for a little while because I I would like to see him get back to being what he was last season. Like I right. I, I really liked what he was last season and where this was all going, and the the point guard experiment. Um just seems to have sidetracked him in a way. And I, I would like for him to get back to being what they drafted him to be, which is, you know, this defensive pest, which we saw for spurts against LeBron, as Tom mentioned, and just this sort of connector on offense. Like he doesn't have to score a bunch of points and he doesn't really even have to like, like he's not a stats guy. He doesn't have to be a stats guy. He, he's of all the people on the team. He's sort of the eye test guy where you, you just have this feeling, man, that guy's playing really well. Um, I would like to see him get back to being that kind of thing. And and we haven't seen it yet. Like we haven't seen rookie year Jeremy Sohan yet. And maybe getting back to playing his natural position will, will help him get there. It's been five games, I think. Um, maybe a, a, as he settles back in, he'll look that way. But I, I, was a, I was a fan last season. Like I saw what they saw and thought this guy's going to be a huge part of what they do going forward. And I would like for him, I would like to see him get back to being that sort of wrecking ball type player and he is not there are five games he has not even yeah, even, in, in the, the, even in the even in the one of those games was pretty good i can't remember maybe it was the, the lakers game all around was pretty good yeah everyone lakers, looked good in that game yeah the lakers game he looked a little bit better at 11 points eight rebounds i mean everyone looked better even malachi Branham had a pretty good game he had eight assists i mean that's one reason they looked so good is they distributed the ball a little bit better wow we're well we're this deep in the podcast we haven't mentioned uh a certain rookie though C.D. Sissoko is tearing it up <laughs> in the G League. Did you see yeah. that? He had, he had a dunk or something. I don't know. I see Sir Jabari Rice re-signed by the Austin Spurs. Is that the rookie yes. you're talking about, yes, Tom? Yes, yes, yes. Who else can no, we talk no. about? David Duke Jr. He's the big fella, Victor. The big fella. Oh, I forgot about uh, that. What do you want to say uh, about Victor, Tom? He does well, what he does, right? Uh, he's... Uh, are we going to make a deal about him being at the five now? Like, he's... 
his numbers are a lot better at the five. A lot better. Um, make a deal or does it matter? Like Pop says, it doesn't matter. He's still playing I, both both ways. Uh, he's still I think playing what, on the perimeter some. I think what stood out about Victor recently is his appearance after that 36-point loss uh, to the Pelicans. Um, you know, always always accountable. He's, he's shown up. I think he's only missed one post-game podium session and let's and let's be um frank about that uh, the one at home that he missed we we like we gave him the day off like we yeah. that was that was on us it wasn't him like ducking yeah that was us saying hey we've talked to him a lot and let's let's give him the night off yeah so yeah to your point so we, so we could talk to him on a on a at a practice so we basically the media as a group decided rather than uh then bring because he's the only player on the team that's been in the, the interview room every night um and that's partly because of just the attention that he receives and how many people want to talk to him but that one game it was in the middle of one of that long losing streak and it was like hey they have some nights coming off or days coming off we could talk to him in practice instead of post game that, that would be more productive and he uh he agreed so yeah he's been uh jeff jeff mentioned in the past few days out in the real world uh, about his days covering the Tim Duncan Spurs. And Tim Duncan was not Victor Wembanyama in terms of doing media every night and wanting to do media every night. Um, but much like young Victor Wembanyama, I'll let Jeff finish the the thought there, but, uh, but just go ahead there, Jeff. Well, Tim was great when you'd get him, right? Like whenever you get him. And by the end of his uh, long run, he didn't see the point of showing up every night. You know, they're still to the media to the media. To the media. Right, 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 um, <laughs> they, um, Shout so, out to Mike Monroe. So, you know, they're still winning 60 games. And honestly, he didn't see the point because, you know, Bren Forbes had a big night. Let let him talk. Like let him get some shine in this win. You know that that kind of thing. Also, he, Tim just like going home. Um, mm -hmm. But if that team, when that team lost, and especially if they lost and and Tim stunk it up, he was in the locker room, ready to talk to us, willing to talk to us, because that's that's leadership, right? Like you don't want to lose a game and like a role player and a teenager has to take on the responsibility of asking questions, answering questions about why'd you lose? You know, what's, what's frustrating about the, all those questions, like those are for the team leaders to answer. And Tim always um, showed up for that. And, and uh, Victor's that way too. I don't, I don't, he's like, it's admirable. And I, but I, I don't, I almost don't think it's fair sometimes. And I think that's one of the reasons we were kind of like, let's give him the night off that night. Cause why bring him in here to talk about the 12th life loss in a row for the, you know, let somebody else do that. And we'll get him on a, on a, after practice and ask him things that are not basketball related necessarily. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's where that goes. Like Tim, we would go weeks without talking to Tim, but if they lost a the game, you could, it was, it was like clockwork. He would be in the locker room and you're talking to Tim Duncan that night. Because he's going to take the arrows for the team, and not leave—I'll use you know—not leave some end of the bench guy to answer those questions. Manu, Manu did it all the time. He was always good, bad, good game, bad game. He was there. Um, I go back to the '90s, '80s, and '90s. Sean Elliott was great at that. Um, I can't ever remember him not being available. And uh, Demar, De Demar Derozan. Mm -hmm. He was always there. Victor definitely. One thing you can't question about Victor is 
his willingness to to embrace everything that comes along with being the face face of the franchise next face of the nba that is too much hype probably especially for a team that is four and 20 whatever um like but but he wants to be it and he sees he he embraces the the good and bad of it like that it cannot be fun and he doesn't look like he's having fun coming into that room and answering the same questions about a 13th straight loss in a row like that can't be something that anybody looks forward to but he understands that's part of the deal i think for a 19 year old that's that's pretty impressive um perspective um Boys, all that stuff where he understands that this is part of the gig. If I want everything that comes along with these millions of dollars he's making endorsements, the millions of dollars he expects to make on the court or from his from his NBA contract in the coming years, all that stuff, he he gets it. And uh, you know, like I, I think it's worth Jeff pointing that out and telling those stories because thirty was thirty six point loss the Pelicans on. Sunday, uh, there were there were two guys who talked, right? Victor and Jetty Osman. Mm-hmm. And when we finally got to the locker room, uh, Trey Jones. Was, Trey Jones. Was sticking around. Trey Jones, stand-up guy too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not a star. Mm-hmm. Like, you want your stars to, to be your stand-up guys in a perfect world, but Trey Jones is another guy that's there every night. And he's not even a starter. He's a, he's a, he's a second-string point guard. But, you know... He, he he's anytime you need him, he's there and he's there to explain things to you and to answer questions about why they lost the seventeenth game in a row. And I don't know, you need guys like that in the locker room. Not not at least media, I, not just the media, but the team needs guys like that. I also feel that just to tell the whole story and make sure that nobody aggregates into this into shots that we're not taking. Like I I have a great admiration for the way like Keldon Johnson's and handled his business over the past few years too he's generally there and he's generally upbeat and uh just seems like a good teammate and all that type of stuff it's just a we're talking more about the 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 fact that the the teenager is the guy that's already the every night guy right i don't want to speak for jeff and tom but it's it's more about victor than taking shots at other guys right yeah yeah sure but Thanks yeah, for clari- but- yeah. Thank you for clarifying that. <laughs> yeah, S- saving us from aggregation hell. <laughs> it 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 just is notable that you know on some nights Victor's the only guy talking. Victor's the only star talking, and that may be just because of the way the team has decided to organize things or whatever. But for for that that nineteen year old guy to do that night in and night out, um, I think it's worth pointing pointing out. Um, where where so so they they ended the losing streak and then they went right back to a blowout loss. Where does that leave the state of the local cagers heading into? We're not going to talk to to our viewers or listeners for another two weeks. We're going to take a week off for the holidays next week. Yippee. So let's look forward to Tom's on the road. He's in Milwaukee at an undisclosed, highly secure location, preparing for shoot around. Victor is not going to play. Tuesday night. So by the time this hits your your earbuds on Wednesday, you won't have missed any Victor Wembanyama perspective. But but what what is the state of this team right now? It it hasn't changed. I mean, they won they broke the streak, but it's still a team very much 
uh, muddling through things. I think the change in the starting lineup, getting Sohan off the ball, getting Vic at the five has been interesting and maybe better, and maybe there are more wins in the offing because of that. But it's, um, I mean, it goes without saying, it's very much a work in progress. Like I'm interested to see, we're going to take two weeks off, um, how many wins they will have when we come back in two weeks. Yeah, we'll, we'll be back in two weeks. We're going to take one week off, but it'll be two weeks between sorry, podcasts. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Two weeks between, in those in those two weeks between podcasts, how many wins are they going to have? Tom is the prediction man. Um, so look at this. You got your schedule on 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 you there, Tom. Uh, Over the next couple of weeks, by the time well, we, we'll be we'll be back in in the first week of January, how many how many more games will they have won, Tom? Well, they're going to win in Chicago, Mike. Whoa, they're going to win in Chicago. Yeah, okay, they will win in Chicago. Victor, is, uh, is Victor, Justin Fields playing for the Bulls? <laughs> Vic, Victor Victor will will be available that game. Um, okay, I've been told. Uh, the right ankle soreness that's going to keep him out, that kept him out, or will keep him out against Milwaukee, is minor. It's just a maintenance type deal. Check. Uh-huh. He'll be back okay. on the court. Let's go through Chicago. it. Well, here's Let's what here's it. it's it's next Saturday at Dallas. It's they're they're not going to win that game, but the following week no. they have Utah at home. Okay, and they have a pair of games at Portland. Like there's uh-huh. some wins in there. Yeah. There's some potential wins. How many? Uh, well, I'm not the prediction man. Oh, that's why I'm asking Tom. Well, I gave you a prediction. Well, I, we, we want you I to want predict every single game, like, like you're some no, kind no. of magic genie or magic. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> our next, our next podcast will be will be recorded <laughs> on Tuesday, uh, January second. Before then, let me run through them, Tom. At Milwaukee, at Chicago, at Dallas, home against Utah, two at Portland. New Year's Eve against the Celtics. You got you fellas enjoy that one while I'm in New Orleans. Um, that is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games, and and we will record before that Tuesday night game um, at Memphis. So in those seven games, Tom, do you see two victories? I I, I almost see three, Mike. You almost see three. Chicago, do you see three? Uh-huh. Chicago, Utah, and one of those Portland games. Hmm. Big leap forward. That would that would that would be a pretty good couple of weeks. Uh, how how does Jeff and Nick feel about that prediction? I, mean, I think they're I think they're running the table. <laughs> I don't think they're running the table, but I think he, I think he could be right. The thing with the only Portland is is you're on the road and it's a back to back, which makes it a little t- t- tougher. But obviously Portland's a team you can beat, and Utah's a team you can beat. And Tom's already on the record that they're going to win in Chicago, so we got to give him that one because Tom's going to be right. Uh, so it right Tom hasn't time. been right yet this year, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> he's predicted two victories and he's 0-2. Yeah. Um, well, he, he was sort of right. He just kind of got the wrong people being out on the wrong night against with, with the Lakers. He said someone's going to sit. And, Thank you, Nick. And, and, and <laughs> you know, and it was just it was at the wrong nights. He had him in the wrong order, basically. So he like, got – he, he LeBron James did sit the first night and the, and the Spurs still LeBron lost. the second one. Yeah, well, uh, Davis and Russell and everyone else sat. That's the, Okay. Well, at least I didn't predict that they were going to the playoffs like somebody else. Who did that? Some guy who got really excited in Phoenix. Was <laughs> that guy who came into the media room? Had his arms up in the air, waving around. We're going to be working in May. We're going to be Dwayne working. Dwayne Rankin of the of the Arizona Republic. Don't, do don't slander. Don't slander Dwayne. We know who it was. Okay, this is this is outrageous. <laughs> you're, you're making accusations that are devoid of all uh, context I speak and meaning. The truth. 
I speak the truth. Dwayne came in. Who else was there? Michael C. Wright of NBA.com. Uh, there was some somebody national came in the, and was the like, voice was there. Was, the voice of San Antonio. The the oh the, that's I'm the voice, right? Um, yes. And so the uh, the Dwayne came in and he was like, "You guys are going to be working till May," and it was kind of a joke thing, like uh, the, oh, this team, this this. I miss you. Could tell he was clearly that's because you don't have a sense of humor. No, I I, <laughs> du, du, I Dwayne came in and he said, "You guys are being fellow working till May," and I. Adding to the joke, kind of sat there and said, "We're May. We're going to be working till June because it's so preposterous." And that wasn't. A I don't know. Like a game later, you were you were out there tweeting at halftime of the Toronto game about how great this team was. Thank you, Jeff. Again, and they didn't win for like six weeks. Again, this is outrageous. This is outrageous because that tweet back when I used to tweet um, was about how I, th- I think if you read it. It's the Spurs are up by 22 points against Toronto after the two victories over Kevin Durant at Phoenix. And the tweet was something like, uh, uh, do, do, do we have to, when do we start pondering the unthinkable scenario in which the Spurs might be good? Question mark. They might be good. That is the, that is the over the top prediction of playoffs. That you guys are talking about? No, it was I, more I, I don't a, remember that. I, I remember you posting like, uh, book your river parade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is fake news. Definitely said book your river parade. That was I remember that. Tweet. You guys are gaslighting me here on the podcast. <laughs> that's well, why he doesn't, that's well. why he doesn't tweet anymore. He doesn't do the, he doesn't have any more outrageous claims to make. Hey. This is out. This is absurd. <laughs> well, you, there's, there's recourse. Take us to court. There's defamation suit. <laughs> Speaking of uh, speaking of defamation, did you get any more email this week? Like just slandering me? There were some people that act like there were there were very we have very nice listeners, and so in response to the past couple of weeks of quoting the negative li- listeners, we had some people who were like, "Hey, we actually like what you're doing. We wouldn't change a thing." Blah blah blah. But that doesn't get you read on the podcast. Like we're not we're not gonna we're not gonna read the nice stuff. That's no fun. Uh, there's th- we appreciate you. All of us, we love that you listen, um, uh, and and the the nice emails, very very considerate of you. We we really appreciate. I, I just it. think for my, we're own, not going to waste so, people's time for my own self esteem. I would like to hear one of the nice emails. So oh, oh the the compliments were of Tom and I. Oh, okay. the compliment. <laughs> nobody's complimenting you. Um, like like one guy, uh, something along the lines of, yeah, that that fella Jeff's very 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 condescending and hateful and has nothing to offer but i really really love the podcast anyway you know that, i told that my mom to stop emailing you <laughs> anyway um no we're not gonna we're not gonna read viewer emails this week uh but keep if you have any suggestions keep them coming that's great you only and read you, them you're when really mean, mean to me. get on the air if you're mean to jeff i will read them see the, that, sure. this is this is this is your your see now you're you're seeding the seeding the clouds here you're just asking for people to write in and uh, make up harmful things about me, incorrect things. Make up? Just yes, yes. Seating the clouds does that work? Only only an idiot would think I was condescending. <laughs> um, but again, we're going just uh, the programming note. As we mentioned earlier, we're going to take next week off. Uh, we will be back in the new year. In the meantime, um, keep 
checking out the Jeff McDonald's fine coverage in the written word uh, on the dead trade, dead tree edition and online. He's much, much less condescending and obnoxious. Like if you want to experience Jeff McDonald, read his, read his stories in the newspaper. You can do that at expressnews.com. Tom Orsborn, always great, is on there too. Uh, you can find his stuff in the Spurs Nation newsletter slash newsletter. Um, anything else we need to mention? Um, any, any other recommendation? How about this? It's the it's our last podcast before the holidays. Any any gift wishes or gift recommendations for the viewers out there, basketball related or otherwise? Yeah. For the listeners or for Maybe. me? The Maybe listeners. Pop oh. Pop gets a mic, a little mic set he can work on at home, you know, grabbing the mic and I, I see Trey. <laughs> what are those things called? You, the, you, when I was a kid, there was some kind of mic. You, I don't know. I don't have phone. any idea what Tom, <laughs> anyone explain what Tom is talking about. He's, he's making a joke about Tom yelling at the crowd on the microphone. Pop yelling. Uh, yeah. Oh, a little karaoke machine. Yeah. A karaoke there machine. Go. There you go. Good gravy. There you go. Uh, karaoke machine for pop. Okay. And I <laughs> could sing <laughs> islands in the stream. And someone can would, send me a recorder so I, would, I can, I can get Mike finger on the record when he makes playoff predictions yeah that guy he, ta he, that. Talks a, he talks a big game behind the scenes and then you get him on the podcast and he acts he acts like he didn't we're going we're gonna be working in may yes. more entertaining they're Pop never gonna lose again with this team playing basketball go ahead what did you say nick i said more entertaining pop with a karaoke machine or this team playing basketball Oof. i don't know Oh, pop with uh, the karaoke I machine by far. I can't imagine pop with the karaoke machine. Also, oh, yeah. I can't believe that it took Nick Talbot to translate Tom Orsborn for like, uh, 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 wow, that was something. Um, this any other gift funny. ideas? I don't know. This, it's, I don't know. it's my job to translate y'all's copy. So, a gift, a gift about certificate a for one Keldon Johnson to Bucky's. Name me, <laughs> name me a better gas station. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, I'll come back with uh, in two weeks with my gas station rankings, and I'll let you know. Okay. Have y'all been to the Wawa? They have a Wawa here now. No. no. Uh, okay. I've been to oh, yeah. I've been to Wawa up on the East Coast. It's fine. Y'all travel a lot, so I figured you've been to the Wawa. I have been there before. I gotta I gotta make a shout out to a small gas station, not not one of those giants like Bucky's, but Stanley's Stanley's Ice Station on Commerce Street. Is pretty damn good. I think Kelvin would have a good time there. To get gas is really cheap there too. Is that it's what Stanley Johnson is doing now? <laughs> it's, it's, it's a good, it's a is, good place. Is this what this podcast has? The other become? gas station recommendations. <laughs> there's a, there's a Chevron. I got to get the shoot around. <laughs> do you do you remember the guy a couple of weeks? What started this the whole viewer mail thing uh, when he said that we don't talk about basketball X's O's and X's enough. Now we're now we're shouting out individual gas stations on commerce, and he's still listening to us. The other guy I that wrote so. it isn't even listening. I hope so. I hope that everybody will come back in the new year. We will talk about more basketball when we when we uh, reconvene. We'll have what six seven games to discuss. In the meantime, hope everybody out there enjoys your winter holiday season. Uh, take care of each other. Keep it real. See you.